fashion should be absurd because life is actually fucking absurd. It's absurd that you can have two feelings around the same things. It's absurd that our mind is created to keep us safe. And it's the same fucking thing that will hold us back from getting the thing that we want to get. We can't see the absurdity in our thoughts and what we've been trained to believe, but we can always see it in someone else and something that someone else is doing or what we think someone is thinking about. What's up, Style Nation? It's your girl Katie here, back with another episode on the Styled for Life podcast. As always, Super fucking excited to be here, and I'm so grateful that you're here, and I truly hope you are enjoying the podcast. If you have an episode or topic idea that you want me to explore, shoot it over. I would be so happy to collaborate with you on that. So thank you for being here. I'm super excited that you're here. My intention with this podcast I've been feeling really fucking philosophical lately. (laughs) So my intention with this podcast is to not turn everybody into little fashionistas. I don't even know why I said little. Big fashionistas. My real intention, the more I do this work, is to help people understand the foundations of how to create an amazing style so that then they can feel super fucking confident breaking goddamn stereotypes around it. I have really been thinking about stereotypes and boxes and status quo. And I think that's always been the driver to this podcast. It's why I fell in love with podcasts to begin with is I had access to people who didn't think like the people that I was surrounded by on a daily basis and were helping me chip away at things that maybe weren't really mine to ever, weren't ever really mine to begin with. So I just wanted to share that. Now, if you want to be a big fashionista, I see you, girl, and I am with you a thousand percent, but I really want people to start shifting the way that they see style. It's almost... I just say this every episode, how I feel about food. (laughs) It's so layered, but it's something that we do every day. There's not a day that you get to say, you know what, today I'm not going to get dressed. Every single day you get to choose what energy you're going to embody, how you're going to feel, and every day is going to be different, and that's up to you. And the beautiful thing about fashion and style, I think, is that it's art, in its self-expression. And funny enough, with the Met Gala being last week, that really kicked off. So here we go. The Met Gala is on Monday. Tuesday, I had some health stuff kind of come to a head that have been suppressing for months (laughs) and not really talking about because I'm just, you know, chugging along, chugging along, chugging along. And it's funny is that these two things come to a head and I was looking at the Met and I was looking at all the outfits and anytime, and you know, cliches are cliches for a reason, but anytime we're faced with a real health situation, like shit gets real clear real quick of what your fucking priorities are, right? You're like, okay, these are my real priorities. And as I was looking at the outfits in the Met and I was posting them in my Instagram stories, having a fucking blast. I kept 
having this little voice inside of my head that said, people are going to think this is crazy. People are going to think this is dumb. It's too forward. It's too this. It's too that. And I was like, why the fuck do I even give a fuck? Like, A, I'm not even these celebrities. I didn't tell them to wear it. It's not like I was a stylist there. And I'm not them. I think these are just things that I'm attracted to for different reasons. And I see the art behind it because that's really what the Met is, right? It's at the MoMA, like that's what we're doing and we're honoring designers and we're honoring creativity. Like that's what this is supposed to be. And I don't know about you guys, but it was taught to me even in college when I went to school for fashion that like fashion's not good enough. So it was very interesting to be going to school for fashion marketing degree because in the fashion classes, of course, like everyone was all into it. And I was experiencing this contrast on a daily basis where like one class, it was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And look at how you can, you know, transcend the human experience through fashion and what's going on. And we'd like literally study fashion history. And then I'd go to another class and in a marketing or business or accounting class. And a teacher would say, you guys are going to let all the fashion kids know the answers. Like we weren't good enough. Like we weren't supposed to do good things, right? Like creativity just gets shoved and it's not taken serious because one plus one doesn't equal two because you can't put creativity into a box because you can't scan fucking creativity on an MRI or hook it up to a fucking machine and figure out what it is. And and maybe there's a way I'm not thinking about this that you can, but I think you understand what I'm saying. So I'm looking at this and I'm just like, wow, why do we care so much (laughs) about this? And I did a quick story on Instagram, and this isn't even what today's episode's about, so you're just going to stick with me through this because I'm feeling really philosophical and I'm just a person and this is just a podcast and I hope it's inspiring. And that's what the goal always is, is to inspire and then just break down stereotypes. So all of this is coming to a head and I'm really thinking about time management and values. And, you know, like I said, whenever you're faced with a health situation, things get real clear, real fucking quick. And you're like, oh, if my kids, my husband, and these other things are the most important things in my life, then why the fuck do they always take the back burner to X, Y, and Z? And I was thinking about time management and how there's never enough time because there never is enough time because, well, we could go down the rabbit hole that time's an illusion, but the more efficient you get, you're not going to just fucking relax. Let me ask you a question. Do you even know how to relax? I have actually Googled how to fucking relax because I have been so conditioned to do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. I'm only worthy when I'm achieving that if I make a to-do list for myself for the day, a realistic one, and I complete it, my first thought is, okay, well, what do I do next? Oh, oh, now I can start getting some shit done from tomorrow. And then like plenty of the people around me that love me are like, maybe you should just relax. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, right? And, and yes, I know what that means. And yes, I don't know what that means to me, right? Because I know what it should mean. Because it could mean when people say, what do you want to do to relax? People say, I'm going to go to a spa and I'm going to go do this, right? Long story short, I've really been thinking about time management and how we're constantly on this journey to like become this person and become good at this and nail this. And we're always future pacing or worrying about the past. And we're really just never in the present moment. It's really fucking hard, especially now. Like, I 
love podcasts and I want to consume all of them and social media and like all the things. And there's so many people I want to talk to and there's so many people that I want to help. And there's all these things I want to do. I realistically cannot do all of them and I have to be okay with knowing that I'm never going to hit a point and there's not a hack and there's not a timer and there's not a special trick that I don't know about that, you know, all I have to do is just find that trick and just one more free workshop and one more podcast or whatever it is. And like, I'm going to find this trick that's going to make my life more efficient. And I was just thinking about how absurd that is that like we have buy into these illusions of things that don't fucking exist that we're going to reach this pinnacle and one day change, which we all know is not going to fucking happen until we get tired of our own shit. And I thought, how absurd is that? And then when I was looking at those outfits at the Met Gala, and some of them are absurd, and I was like, what a fucking amazing analogy for life is that we can't see the absurdity in our thoughts and what we've been trained to believe, but we can always see it in someone else and something that someone else is doing or the what we think someone is thinking about us. And I was like, fashion should be absurd because life is actually fucking absurd. It's absurd that you can have two feelings around the same things. It's absurd that our mind is created to keep us safe and it's the same fucking thing that will hold us back from getting the thing that we want to get. Now, absurd, you can take that as a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like, what does absurd mean to you? I just thought it was really interesting. And I love to go down these fucking philosophical fucking rabbit holes that I don't know the answer to. Okay, I don't even want to know the answer. (laughs) I just want to explore. And my husband and I will do this for hours on the weekends by the fire pit with a Manhattan. We've been doing it for years, and it's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. So I just wanted to share that because I also felt like it did kind of segue into today's episode and something I wanted to share as we continue this journey down the fashion foundation pillars. So I'm going to step off of my life is absurd, philosophical fashion should be absurd because it's art and you should enjoy it. And if sharing fucking memes about what celebrities wear at the Met Gala is amazing to you or even absorbing them is amazing to you, then it should be fine. And anything that we like should be fine. And we're allowed to like all of those things. That being said... Let's continue our journey on styling our life and breaking through the status quo so that we can feel amazing. Because at the end of the day, that's all this fucking game is about of life. You're never going to play. You're never going to win the game. There's not a game to win in life. The game is how good can you feel on a daily basis in an incremental moment from moment to moment to moment. And I think that's what I really want to use And what I really want to share my messaging around when it comes to style and fashion is that your personal style can help you feel that way from moment to moment to moment, because that's the only way that you quote unquote win. That's the only way you achieve is how do you feel, right? How do you feel from moment to moment to moment? So if you're just popping in and this is your very first episode, the last three episodes we've been exploring the four foundational pillars on building your personal style, right? Walking you through it. Now, I kind of went out of order the way I do this with my clients and the way we've been doing it in the style squad. But you know what? It makes me happy. And this, these were just the things that were coming up that I felt like needed to go in the order that they went in. So the very first episode, if you want to go back to, I guess that's episode 211, the fashion foundation pillars, The very first one is around like defining your style archetype, really digging in and knowing who we are. The 
only way that I have found to build unshakable confidence is to know exactly who the fuck we are and what the fuck we want. So that we can know that is this FOMO is or insert whatever you want to insert there. Is that real? Or is that the marketing doing the fucking marketing? Or do I really want to participate in this thing? And I say marketing just because as an entrepreneur and as like an entire fucking two decades as a marketer, like there's so many, when we don't know ourselves, then it's so easy to let people come in and convince us of what we want. Sometimes we don't know what we want. But in my experience, knowing what we want and knowing the foundation of ourselves is the best thing for unshakable confidence. So go back and you can tap in to pillar one. It's all about defining your style archetype. There's a quiz that you can take to begin to do that with all the style elements. It'll be in the show notes. Pillar number two we dove into was body shape. So there's a whole episode on how to dress for your body shape. I just gave some tips around that. Again, I don't like to put people in boxes. So I've really, even though body shape is the number one thing people ask me for, I don't like just giving people this rigid framework because I don't want anyone to get married to it because there is the framework and then there's how do we tweak the framework to feel good for who you are as a person in your lifestyle, which we're getting to. And then number three, it's all about colors, about how you can fuck your color palette because there's so many more layers to this. As you can tell, I like to get really layered and I like to get really deep and I like to for people to feel like they can own their own confidence with this. So that was pillar three. And now today we're going to dive into pillar four, which again, this is the one I usually like to do after I define my style archetype and I know what I am physically attracted to, what you are physically attracted to, is then I think it's really important to define our lifestyles. So today we're going to deep dive into defining our lifestyle. And I want to share a quick story here. So I was talking to one of my friends and she's a really big advocate of getting out in nature and finding solace, peace, happiness, the moment-to-moment presentness in nature. And we've been orbiting each other for years now, you know, collaborating, coming up with new ideas. And she was like, you know, I think, you know, there's something here around like being stylish in nature. And I said, I don't even think it's about being stylish. I think it's about actually letting yourself buy the clothes that you are worthy of owning to do the activities and live the lifestyle that you want to live. And I think that's where people get hung up on words and what words mean to them. Your personal style and the activity on defining your lifestyle, think of it as your lifestyle blueprint, is this is my lifestyle, the blueprint as it is today. Do I have the clothes that support the lifestyle that I want to live, right? People can sit around all day, like going back to that example around the outdoorsy, people can sit around all day and say, you know what, hiking and walking and fucking swimming or rowboating, whatever outdoor activity, skiing that you enjoy is awesome. And people can say, you know what, this year I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the beach and then I'm going to go to the um, ski lodge and I'm going to do these things. But they're not buying the bathing suit. They're not buying the cover-up. They're not buying the flip-flops. They're not buying the snow gear. They don't have snow pants. Are they going to do those things? No, they're not. Because they simply don't even have the outfits, the gear 
to do these things. And then we will start to beat ourselves up because we made this goal that we were going to achieve and we don't even have the fucking basic tools to do it. And that's just one analogy. We do it everywhere, right? So like my favorite is... I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm going to eat more vegetables. But Katie, you have to fucking buy vegetables <laughs> if you're going to eat more vegetables. And I use that one as an example because it ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm really good at it and sometimes I'm not. But that's how I can really relate to this. And I, I really think when we're um, something feels hard or overwhelming, having an analogy is a really good way to think about it. So, Pillar number four is defining your lifestyle. Like I said, I feel like we went a little bit out of order with this. Once we get really dialed in to what our personal um, archetype is, what we like, what we don't like, what we want to wear, how we envision ourselves. Now, let's talk about your lifestyle. So let's do some little implementation. If you're driving or you're busy, you could do this later, but you could pause it if you want to. I want you to get like fucking old school, get your journal out and draw a circle. And then we're going to jot down to the side of the circle. What does your life look like? Just, just do a week. Just do a week, but think about the season of life that you're in. So right now it's May, we're heading into the summer. So it's that I really feel like the summer's coming because I'm always ahead. My daughter's birthday's a Memorial Day weekend. So I'm already planning for that. So you can think about what does a life a week in your life look like right now as we head into summer? What are the activities that you are doing consistently? And you're going to break up your time into four or five buckets. And we're going to make a little pie chart. Okay? And this is your lifestyle blueprint. What does that look like for you? Is there a big 75% of the pie chart is working, working from home, Think, just like write down the lifestyle. Where do you spend your time and energy in this season as we are in? I think everyone should reevaluate this at least quarterly. So I want you to look at that blueprint. And if you love that blueprint, good. Stick with that blueprint. If you're looking at that blueprint and you're like, this sucks and it's not what I want to be doing and it's I'm not hitting the goals. So the cool thing about this blueprint is you can start to see where some of the holes are in your lifestyle of where you're not hitting goals. And this is all going to come together in a minute. So if that feels really good for you, cool. You're nailing that. And we'll talk about how to incorporate your style into that in a few minutes. Second piece of this, if you see where your current lifestyle needs some shifts, just make a pie chart right beside it and add in the new sections, right? Like I said, I try to keep mine really simple and I just have four big buckets. So on mine, it's work, it's date night, it's self-care, and then I have like seasonal travel goals. Like I always have things I wanna do with my family. I'm really big on experiences. And I've noticed in the past where I let the overwhelm of life take over and I won't get the things that I need to create the experiences that I desire for my family. So I try to keep mine simple because I think it's easier that way. So create your pie chart right beside this one and break it into the four chunks of what you want to be doing. So for my business owners, my leaders, there might be more opportunities where you want to do more face-to-face -face stuff. For a long time, my husband and I did not go on date nights regularly, and I made it a goal of mine. And I'd like to use that one as an example because I think date night is something fun that we actually want to do. Like, who fucking doesn't want to go on a date night or even a girl's night out, right, without your kids for an hour? But it's hard. 
you have to first leap over the mental gremlin of mom guilt that a lot of people experience that are in my orbit. So first you jump over the mom guilt. You're like, fine. Okay, we're over the mom guilt. Okay, I actually have time. Okay, cool. I have time. Now I have to get a babysitter. Okay, I got the babysitter. Last but not least, if you don't have a fucking outfit, you're not even going to get to the part of scheduling the date night because you don't even have, you have to jump through these hurdles to even get to that goal. Now you got through hurdle one, you got through hurdle two, you got through hurdle three. You don't even have a fucking outfit. You're dead in the water. You're dead before you even started. Chances are you're not even going to go after it. And I'm not saying you have to be super dolled up or you have to be wearing a dress or any of these things. All I'm saying is an outfit that makes you feel good to go out in public to a date night. So many times, something that simple will stop us. We don't even know we're doing it. And we will put our life on pause simply because we have nothing to wear. And that will be the straw that breaks your back because you'll have all the other things that feel really, really relevant, right? I don't have a babysitter. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have the energy to go do that thing that I want to do that actually is kind of fun and might even be re-energizing. And I don't have the outfit, so fuck it. Like, who even cares? A lot of times, it's the little things like that that will push us forward or backwards towards the goals that we're trying to reach, or even replace the word goals with feelings, right? The feeling that you're trying to reach, the experience you're trying to reach. One of my favorite things to ask my clients is, what memory are you creating in that outfit? Let me just say that again, because I have full body chills. When you are going through this example of the lifestyle, and then now taking your lifestyle chart and matching it up with your closet, what memory are you creating in that outfit? Okay, so you have your lifestyle chart and you're looking at this. If there is an area in that lifestyle chart that you're spending a big chunk of time, your closet should mimic this, okay? So if that lifestyle chart, 75% of it is working, unfortunately, (laughs) working from home, working in an office, whatever it is, does your closet reflect that? And do you feel connected to that 75% of your wardrobe? Or does it reflect a version of you that you don't even identify with? If you, in fact, do spend 75% of your time doing something, you deserve to feel amazing during that 75% of the time. That's a huge chunk of your life. You're not going to show up for the other percentages, no matter how big or small they are, if you're not feeling good in that area, in that space. And if you're spending that much time in that space and you're not wearing clothes that make you feel amazing or supportive or are helping you go to that next, maybe now you could look at chart two, then what are we doing? Why do we continue to buy those clothes? Why are we not allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to really dig into our style archetype to understand what we really like? It's easy to get stuck in a rut. I get it. You have a thousand things going on. But in the moment to moment to moment of life where we want to feel good and we want to feel present, this is a life hack of a way to feel good. And this, again, I feel like I have to say this over and over and I don't know why. This doesn't mean that you can't wear jeans and t-shirts. It means, does your jewelry, does your hairstyle, does your makeup, does your belt, does your shoes, does your nail polish color those small little details, do they bring you joy? Or are you just surviving the day? Are you surviving the 75% of your pie chart 
Because if you're just surviving and you're just throwing on whatever you're going to throw on to survive the 75% of your pie chart, how are you showing up for those other percentages? And unfortunately, chances are those other percentages actually are the most important things in your life. But currently, the way that our society is set up, we spend a lot of time working, right, away from our families on a daily basis. So just think about that for a few minutes. So we have the lifestyle chart, and then you have to go in and ask yourself, does my closet, does my wardrobe reflect the lifestyle that I'm currently living or the lifestyle that I desire? And I use the example around um, date night. And like, let's use the example of showing up in social media, giving a presentation, showing up in our corporate job, whatever it is, like showing up. If you feel like you're being um, undervalued, underpaid, and you want to go ask for a raise, but you're not showing up with that energy on a daily basis, and you don't feel comfortable or confident in any of the clothes that you come on, like that's just radiating through all the areas of your life. I know as a business owner, I have all these fucking ideas. And I'm like, oh my God, I should go do a story about this, and I should talk about this, and I should show up on this, and I should do this, right? But if I'm not aligned and I'm not feeling good and I'm not doing all those little things to show up I'm not sharing that and then at the end of the day we're not sharing the gifts and we're not giving the energy to everybody around us that deserves it so lifestyle really does play a really big role in our clothes and it's kind of chicken or egg for me like what comes first right now I know that I really connect to my outfits I really connect to the feeling that my lipstick gives me, that I can tap into this. I have been practicing this for a really long time. And I know that that's not everybody's like initial go-to, but I can give you a good example. Like just this weekend, I bought some amazing new shorts that I'd found through the Style Squad. So shout out to the Style Squad. And I had these amazing shorts and we had a really busy Saturday morning doing all the family things, grocery shopping, soccer games, blah, 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 blah. But I had really been craving some connection time with my husband, just him and I, out of the house, not talking about work, not talking about kids, just being free, fun adults. But I was feeling a little like, you know, ugh. And I put on my new shorts and I was like, get your shit together because we going out. When we have clothes and when we are surrounding ourselves with the things that make us feel good, we will start to live out the experiences that we desire. Which one comes first? I don't know, chicken or egg. But if I have an amazing dress or an amazing outfit that looks and feels good on me, chances are I'm going to look for some shit to do. I'm going to go out. I'm going to pitch myself to the podcast that I want to be on. I'm going to go share my vision and my knowledge and help other people feel good. I'm going to ask for the raise. I'm going to advocate for my kids. I'm going to advocate for my fucking self right? Like all of those things. But a lot of times I feel like, and we do this with so many areas of our life. I'm really using clothes as the analogy here. But a lot of times we sit around and we wait for things to change. Things are never going to change. You have to change. If you want to be a person that works out, the fucking workout clothes aren't just going to appear themselves in your closet. You have to go buy them. And if you actually have the super cute yoga pants, you might actually get up and go to the yoga class. Every person, inspirational person, will always say that, like, 
This is one of the number one go-to things for keeping up with your workouts. Lay out your outfit the night before. Wear something that feels really good. It's why a lot of times you look at the color psychology really bright running shoes. I feel like it's a cultural thing. Like people wear really bright running shoes because running shoes are like the core of the only thing you really need to run, right? And that boosts you. Now, of course, there's many different colorways and people are attracted to many different colors, right? But you can see where there's like all this inspiration and thought. And I, if I had to guess, They spend hours and hours. Like, I don't work at Lululemon, but I bet they spend hours and hours investing in the psychology behind the colors that they pick just as much money as they invest in the technology of their pants and the fabric and all of those things in the operations. You can't separate the two. So I hope you found today inspiring on creating your lifestyle blueprint then ensuring that your wardrobe matches that or is empowering you to take action towards your lifestyle blueprint. Like I said, I don't know for sure, chicken or egg. I believe if we have the clothes, we will do the things, but don't let your wardrobe hold you back. You have to get dressed every single day. You get to choose it. And if we're thinking about being in the present moment, it's an amazing way to be in the present moment. And I'd even offer you this. If you feel uncomfortable in a situation, chances are you're extremely fucking present (laughs) in that moment, right? When we're really comfortable in our clothes and our lives, we go on autopilot and we tend to just like fall into routines that we don't even know we're doing. It's kind of like when you drive and you just show up somewhere. So my gift around this is trying new clothes can be scary, Trying out our style archetypes, experimenting with colors, trying things that people are going to be like, oh, why are you so dressed up? It can be uncomfortable, but you will be hyper aware of yourself. You'll be hyper aware of what you desire. You'll learn a lot about yourself. You can't mess it up. You're not wrong or you're not right. All you can do is learn and experiment and practice the art of being present. So leave you with this, as you do this lifestyle blueprint and as you get dressed every single morning, ask yourself, what memories am I creating in today's outfit? All right, lady, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to dig in more to the style archetype, you can go get the free quiz in the show notes. And I'm just going to drop this, plant this little seed probably shouldn't be telling you this as a business owner because you can join the style squad whenever you desire but we will be dropping some fun bonuses and some juice as we approach the summer because i don't want you to spend another summer wishing and singing well next year it'll be different because it won't be This is the year. This is now. It's time to feel good in our bodies now. It's time to create amazing summer memories and check those things off that summer bucket list now. It's fucking hot mom summer and you are allowed to do that and dress and feel and create whatever damn memories you want. All right. Until next time. See you guys on the flip side.